0: (laughs) All right.
1: Everybody, welcome to episode three of On She Goes, the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about mental health and physical health while traveling. Basically, how to stay mentally fit and physically fit. Uh, Stay on your regimen, stay on your whatever you're doing at the moment, Whole30, or even if you're just kind of like... In a zone and with anxiety, depression, anything like that, we're going to talk all about how traveling can help, how it can affect, and how sometimes traveling can trigger some of those things that you have that you don't necessarily want to be triggered. Um, today we have Rebecca and Becca. Hey. Hello. Becky and Bex. <laughs> B&B. B&B. and b <R&B. laughs> Ooh, you guys are now r and <laughs> I love it. Um, and, of course, I'm Sarita. And um, and then we're also going to talk to Allison Mariella Desir uh, later today. Um, she's a mental health counselor, an Under Armour-sponsored athlete, and the founder of Harlem Run and Run for All Women. She's going to talk to us about Harlem Run, Run for All Women, And she's also going to tell us about how to stay healthy and mentally fit. Um, We also are going to have uh, Jordan Dinwiddie from The Thick. Uh, She's going to be on here. She's going to actually give us 10 ways to stay fresh and feeling good while traveling, according to The Thick's rules uh, and bylaws. So uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's get to chatting, you guys. So one of the reasons why I wanted to... Uh, talk about this topic is mainly because we're actually about to take a trip to Panama.
0: Ooh. This
1: is our first group international trip, which is super cool. Again, we're going on the Explore and Restore retreat in Panama and Cambutal at Sansara Resort, which was gonna be amazing, um, hosted so by Pauline Yeah, very excited. And I've realized that over the last few weeks, my anxiety has been on 10 about this trip. And I don't know why, really, because it's not like I've never traveled a distance. I think it's more of a situation
2: where I just don't know what to expect. I'm feeling a little... It's our first group trip, too. I feel like that's a lot of anxiety in itself. We've never traveled as a group. Definitely for me, it's my first international trip, so that's given me a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. of, you know... Am I gonna do everything right? <laughs> Is anything gonna ha- bad gonna happen? I've never flown on a flight for this long as well, so. Yeah.
1: You know, I think it's more of a a thing too, where I'm also. I know we're about to do things that are gonna like push our bodies to the limits. Oh yeah. Um, especially in extreme heat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like surfing, Farron brought up the sharks last time when she was here, and I'm like, that's. Also something that I'm super nervous about. And, like, I'm also nervous about, like, my will to try and to keep going and, like, not give up and not feel discouraged. And then also a five-hour bus ride through, like, I had, like, a, a faint anxiety attack about um there was something that said, like, there might be some, like, drug lords in Panama. Or something. Yeah, that was I the advisory on the...
3: um like the security website because no. we were looking to see if we needed <laughs> visas to get there and they were just like there's a level level one which is just you know keep your guard up and then there's <laughs> level four around specific areas in the eastern and southern sections but I don't think it's near where we'll be and also it's incredibly vague it's like drug <laughs> activity could happen I'm like okay I used to live um, in New York City I feel like that was like a typical Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll be fine <laughs> personally I think we'll be fine and I plan to sleep the whole five hours. The whole five hours? I mean, most of it. It it depends on what time of day, but... And how comfortable the (laughs) shuttle is. Most likely, yeah.
2: Yeah, and how comfortable the shuttle is. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say um, probably the most aggravating thing about the way foreign countries are portrayed on television and film is that if it's not America, it's potentially terrifying. Unless Mm -hmm. it's like the Bahamas, the Caribbean, you Mm -hmm. know? Unless it's that, I cannot... Put away my anxiety that film and media have put out there for me on like what these countries are actually like. Right. Uh, and as much as I want to travel those countries, I definitely have a lot of anxiety. Well, Rebecca, I'm curious
1: to know because I know that you you travel a ton, and you do a lot of international travel. You do a lot of
2: solo travel. She does a lot, lot do. of solo
1: travel. So, yeah. like, are you a little nervous to be traveling with all of us? No, not at all.
3: Um we're all friends outside of work so Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous at all I think um I'm apprehensive about surfing but (laughs) I mean I'll figure that out once I get there and like I don't really do yoga but I mean those things I guess will just work themselves out once I get there it's not like I don't fear for my life or anything you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh god will I be able to get into
2: this pose and you know I can just (laughs) do some do some stretches now you can always quit into child pose that's what I've learned, you just, if you don't want to do the rest, just sit in child's pose and you're fine. That's like basically when you're just like in a fetal position. Yes, right. basically. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably the yoga version that. of the fetal position. Yeah, it okay. is the yeah. yoga version of child's fetal position.
1: How, uh, <laughs> how classy, child's pose. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about too was I was doing some research on like the level of anxiety and like depression and stuff that like a lot of women of color experience um as not as a result of traveling but like before traveling we even say in our our mission and like in the beginning when we were starting the website was like it's just a completely different experience it's such a layered experience and you have all of these different factors that can come up in the middle that make it like an unknown experience of what you're, you don't know right. what you're going to get yeah not knowing how people view you or like what, what do people think about american women i work about what people think about black American women and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. Cause it's like, even though you know that it's like, okay, this is just a perception. This is what you've seen from the outside. It still can be hurtful. I don't want to offend anybody's customs or what they're used to. But then again, I don't want to play into anybody's like female stereotypes of like women have to be this specific way Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Cause it's like, you just don't know. I feel like as women of color, there is definitely an obvious layer there of stressors and concern and worry and I think a lot of it comes from inexperience and also like not wanting us like Amy used to always talk about her parents when she would travel and they'd be like why do you want to go there why do you want to do that you know just like you're here this is amazing like stop you know
2: you know what I mean (laughs) I 100% know what you mean my parents definitely you know as I've expressed before like my parents don't have passports my mom hasn't been to Europe since she was 15, and my dad's I don't think ever left the country besides Puerto Rico. And I think a huge part of that is the anxiety of what is it like to be somewhere else out of your comfort zone and not having resources that kind of depict your experience. I think it's a very white experience to want to travel and feel no fear in traveling. Right. I know somebody who is an avid traveler, and we were talking about it this weekend, and he was kind of telling me, well, you know, I do think it's a very white experience to be adventurous and to be, like, a pioneer in the sense of, like, CRISPR-Columbus bullshit, where you can feel comfortable going to any country because you know really deep down that, like, no one's going to really bother you. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I feel very the opposite, and I think that is a huge drive of my anxiety is that I don't know how people are going to perceive me, and will I get hurt for it? Mm -hmm. And you hear the way a lot of cultures sometimes treat women, and that's probably my biggest fear, too, because it's like they don't even treat their women well. How am I going to be able to travel in their country? And as much as I want to learn about their culture, I am a woman of color. Like, I have already a layer that I'm a woman, let alone someone of color. Like there is worse racism as much as it is in america and other countries it's more violent sometimes and there is just a lot of i can't just walk out of the world and feel like the same as a white man like it's just for sure. bottom line
1: yeah you to know. have
2: the confidence of a white man when traveling is it's <laughs> yeah, like, incredible
1: like how how sway, and like that's the thing too it's like My levels of anxiety are, like, we've talked about this before, how they kind of start at the airport. Because I always feel this, like, am I allowed to be here? Like, (laughs) every single time. Is someone going to bother me? Yeah, Yeah. like, when I'm boarding, I'm like, I can literally, my, my boarding pass can literally say zone one. And I'll be like, oh, it can't be right. (laughs) like you know what I mean like it's like I don't there's like a mental block and I'm being really honest and I know it's kind of like crappy to say and it's also probably a little like damn girl get it together but like there's a mental block there that makes me feel like I don't belong or I don't deserve like I feel like I have to be meek you Mm -hmm. know like when I'm getting on the planes or when I'm like when I'm traveling even if I'm in my seat like you know I have a moment occasionally, like the flight from New York back to Portland's a little longer than the flight from Portland to New York. Right. And I've had some moments where I've gone to sleep and then I've aw- awakened to, uh, <laughs> I don't know why that made me feel classy saying awakened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had some moments where I've awakened to feeling like, oh my God, are we still in this plane? Oh my God, how long we have left? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm like, freaking out about being stuck in a metal cannon. Flying through the air. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do. Mm. Unless they sedate you. Yeah. Do
3: they have that option? I mean, they will if you act a fool. I would not be mad at a
2: little sedation. I mean, I take Benadryl sometimes, which is like not the right use of Benadryl, but <laughs> Benadryl is real drowsy, and if you just take two, you know, you'll knock out. Melatonin doesn't do the trick. Take oh, some man. Benadryl. <laughs> I took um,
1: Dramamine on my first flight from New York to LA and I couldn't wake up like I couldn't like you know how your body your mind's awake but your body's not yeah and like I could hear like people and I was with my um my boyfriend at the time and he was like trying to, like, wake me up, and I was, like, catatonic. Like, I could not, I couldn't get it together, like, to the point where, like, he had to grab my bags for me, and, like, get, and I had to, like, sit down deplaning. Like, oh they should have came with the uh, the wheelchair because it was that bad, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never, I, I took two. I guess you're only supposed to take one. I've never taken a dream of me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Like, it's it got me off to a real bad start. It, it, so it's like all of these things, and I know I'm probably a worst-case scenario person. I know this. <laughs> I know this, like, about me. So... I was looking up some tips for, like, people who do suffer with, like, anxiety. And this is, like, stuff I looked up a long time ago for myself. Yeah. Flying's difficult because you're in such close proximity to everybody. Like, you're literally, like, arm in arm with the person next to you. And a lot of anxiety, too, is, like, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be, you know, I want to I feel like I have space and all of that stuff. The biggest tip that was online was owl seats booking an aisle seat so you can like get up easily and just like pace. I always see the old the old men pacing like in the plane. And I know that's usually a knee issue.
2: I did that for Panama because it was my first international flight when we booked our flights. I booked all aisle seats just because I was like I don't know how this is going to go for me, and I would rather not deal with the anxiety of, like, asking someone to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and things like that. Another thing
1: it said is, like, talking to the flight attendant. Oh, yeah. Like, actually having conversations with them because I think if you make friends with your flight attendant, it's like you almost feel some sort of security of, like, somebody got your back if the shit goes down. Yeah. That's my assumption behind it. Yeah. But I think it's very much uh, also a thing of, like, sometimes they'll hook you up. They'll look out for you. A lot of them can spot when people have a lot of anxiety about flying, um, and they can, like, kind of, like, quell some of your fears. And, like, also, if you ever see a flight attendant freaking out, then you know it's time to freak out. Yeah,
3: because they're highly trained professionals, Um I know they take on a little bit more of a service role unless there's an emergency, but they are trained to take Mm -hmm. care of any type of situation that might happen on the plane, so they know a lot more than people probably think that they do. And that people give them credit for. Right.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And then another tip that I've seen is uh, treating yourself. Buy the food that you like to eat and eat it. Not a
3: strong-scented food. (laughs) Please, don't go to, like, a Long John Silver in Terminal D. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, yes, within reason. If Long John Silver is your favorite, no no you know No what? shade, no but shade, no judgment. A little shade. If you
3: love Long John Silver's. <laughs> no, no, no shade. Your just thing. get the chicken poppers that get, day. The, <laughs>
1: get the chicken poppers. Or get something that smells delicious like Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then make everybody jealous. But like get something that you actually enjoy eating. Um, because eating is a good distraction. It really is. And also drinking. The little tiny bottles of alcohol can pass through TSA. Yeah. Yeah, they so can. So if you don't want to buy a set whiskey ginger and you just want to get the free soda and then you want to make your own whiskey ginger that's a tip I'm not trying to like you know encourage alcoholism and if you're not over the age of 21 and you can't (laughs) legally drink don't Don't do do it it. get yourself a green juice or something but like something that you know you're actually going to enjoy um also a lot of other anxieties around travel are language barriers Mm -hmm. um What I'm going to do for Panama and what I would suggest a lot of people do for when you're about to travel somewhere, you should always try to learn the basics of the language, first of all. The minimal things that I think that everybody should try to know in some way, shape, or form, you have to prepare. But also you can download the uh, Google Translate app.
2: Mm -hmm, Google
1: Translate saved my life in China. People were cracking up at me because I would, like— say something into it and then it would translate it into Mandarin and I'd like play it for them or I'd let them read it. Wait, that's cool. so cool. I that's didn't know smart. that Google Translate Yeah,
2: it's amazing. It's a really great app. But it's so nice too because it shows that you are like being respectful of right. them yeah. because it's like instead of shouting at them in English, it at least shows you're trying yeah. to communicate which is really cool. It really, really
1: helps. I mean, that thing totally saved my life and I think uh, getting to know the language helps you just navigate the cities better. Um, you can also take pictures of things like so if there's street signs or if there's menus you can take pictures of them in Google Translate and it'll turn the words into English. Yeah, it's pretty high tech. Shout out to Google. Google Translate. Translate. Yeah, so I would definitely download that app um, if I were anybody listening to this podcast, if anyone's still listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, Also, um, another thing is if you do take like any kind of medication for your anxiety, depression or whatever kind of uh, mental health issue you might have, definitely get a doctor's note. Um, sometimes some countries are a little weird about that, about that stuff. Cause you might be taking something that's illegal in that country. And if you get caught with it, you know, you want to have a doctor that says like, listen, I can take this thing. It's fine for me. You know, like it's okay for me to travel with it. Um, I would definitely suggest, uh, downloading everything that you want to listen to i'm about to download All i'm waiting to listen to the new internet album i'm waiting to listen to the new childish gambino album i'm waiting to listen to like all these new like (laughs) drums new album specifically for this panama trip which (laughs) is like three weeks away so i'm kind of going to be suffering for a long time but like i'm waiting to do all of that so that i actually have something to take my mind off of and this feel like you're in your element and you can sometimes feel like you're not when you're not home and you're in a hotel or you're in, you know, on a plane or in a foreign city or something like that, it's nice to be out of your element, but sometimes you get homesick. So like to have something that reminds you of home is really nice. All right, guys. Today, we are talking to Allison Mariella Dezier. She is an athlete, mental health counselor, activist, and the host of the podcast, Finding Meaning on the Run. Thank you, Allison, so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak to you. Yay. So, Allison, for the people who uh, might not be familiar with you, can you please tell them a little bit about yourself, um, how you got started? Um, tell us about your podcast and um, about being a mental health activist and an athlete.
4: Sure, so my journey to get to where I am today really started in, um, excuse me, 2012, when I was going through a period of depression. I uh, couldn't find a job after graduating with my masters. My partner at the time was cheating on me and my father was seven years into a Lewy body dementia diagnosis. Mm. If anybody knows anything about Lewy body dementia, it's 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 terrible, it robs you of who you are. So my father couldn't speak, he couldn't feed himself. Um, he, you know, I was changing his diapers, just a really terrible deterioration of the man who I once knew. Mm. So um, I was at home all the time, super depressed and um, really thinking about ending my life. And um, if I had any purpose at all, and I, I don't say that lightly, I, it really was um, part of probably the darkest moments in my life, mm-hmm. but thankfully uh, there was a bright spot and I saw my friend training for a marathon on Facebook. And it's so crazy to me that this is what pulled me out of that space. But he was a man of color. He was a black man, like six foot tall, 200 pounds. So not your typical runner. And I was just connecting with the ways that he was talking about running. Mm -hmm. He was saying how much it was getting him out of the house. It was... Um, connecting him with a broader community. And it was pushing him to do things that he never thought he could do and allowing him to find strength. Mm -hmm. So of course I stalked his process, right? Like I stalked (laughs) him for the whole sixteen weeks of his training program and he actually completed the marathon and I decided that I would do the same thing. So long story short, I got the courage to sign up for a marathon in exchange for fundraising for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society okay yeah and so uh the training plan it was 16 weeks and it sort of it finally gave me this structure to my life of if you do x you get y results which is you know there's no real place in life where where it's as simple as that Mm -hmm. and um you know at the end of 16 weeks i i completed my first marathon and raised over $5,000 for the organization.
1: Nice. So,
4: yeah. So I was like, okay, this is, like, amazing. And I felt like I had discovered this secret. Not that running is the only key to mental health, but that running certainly had a massive impact on how I felt about myself and put me in the position to get to a place where I could seek other tools like mental health counseling and, um, you know, medication and treatment and all the other things that come with looking at mental health comprehensively. Mm-hmm. And um, I started Harlem Run. I also decided that I was going to go back to school and get my master's in counseling psychology so that I could really share this experience with other people.
1: Nice. That is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Thank
4: you.
1: <laughs> so it, it's it's. You almost had like an awakening there, which is which is yeah. so great. OK, so, you know, a little bit about On She Goes and um, this topic yeah. in specific. You know, we talk about um, our topic is women of color and travel. And mm. um, there's a lot of barriers there when it comes to travel. I know for me personally, I am a person that suffers with anxiety. Um, mm. At times I get so anxious that I, I feel like. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get so anxious I feel like I'm going to vomit. Sometimes it is wrapped around travel. It's wrapped around doing things I've never done before. It's wrapped around every Mm. time I go to host this podcast, actually. (laughs) Uh, I know all about that. (laughs) So I... I um one of the things that we always discuss is uh, if you are a woman of color who suffers from anxiety, depression, um, or any other disorders like bipolar disorder or things like mm. that, and you're you're wanting to get out, I know those those things. Those hindrances can make you feel very isolated. I know for me personally, when I am dealing with any form of depression, any form of anxiety, I just want to be in my house. I don't want to go anywhere. Mm. I don't want to do anything. We've met and spoken to a lot of women who have, like, traveled and experienced things they've never experienced before. For example, uh, there's a couple of girls that um, wrote some essays for us about being black in China. And they were saying Mm. that, you know, it was really uncomfortable for some of them because, like, people were stopping and taking photos of them and, like, laughing. Or, like, one girl had braids and some girl came and, like, toggled her braids and things Mm. like that. And it made her feel really insecure and she didn't want to go out of her hotel. And do you have any tips for women that might suffer from anxiety or depression and that but still want to get out and see the world and, and to not be, like debilitated by it
4: yeah sure first I want to say that what you're saying like definitely speaks to me because Mm -hmm. my anxiety a couple months ago got to the point where I had to go I had to travel I forget where I was going exactly but I was so nervous about getting on the plane and in my head I convinced myself that I was going to die on this flight and I wrote my partner a letter like I gave him the passwords to my accounts I told him where money was and how to reach my mother like which now I'm looking at that and I'm like, oh my God, that was so bizarre and irrational, but I really felt like that was gonna be the end for me. So I know all about anxiety. um, And then to speak to the part of being othered, I. I traveled to Bali a few years ago, and I had an amazing guide, and he was super respectful and so we took a photo together and it and he tagged me in it on Facebook, and I went and I saw it and the comments i couldn 't read them because they weren't in English, mm-hmm. but everybody was posting pictures of monkeys as if I were a monkey oh my right goodness. so uh, yeah, I mean, I think that travel uh, can definitely cause anxiety and there's definitely a lot of um, racism and other discomfort that we can experience. But I mm-hmm. think the first thing is, and it's the first thing is pretty seems really simple, but I feel like it's just to acknowledge that these feelings and experiences may happen. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when you have anxiety, depression, or you have bipolar or whatever the disorder may be, it's sort of like you want to pretend like it's not happening to you and you want to figure out how can I go out there in the world and feel quote unquote normal, right? right? Right. First of all, there is no normal, but really you have to Prepare yourself for what it's going to feel like to have those feelings in those spaces, because preparation a lot of times um, can offer a sense of calm
0: mm-hmm. right so
4: when when I think about my example of feeling uncomfortable getting on a plane, I think that visualizing can be a technique that you can use, so visualizing what is it going to be like when I get to the airport, and where's my anxiety going to be on a level from one to ten mm-hmm. maybe. I imagine that's a two. By the time I get to the gate, my anxiety is at a seven. Okay, so if my anxiety is at a seven, what time do I need to take for myself? Maybe at that point I do breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. When I'm sitting on the plane, it's at a 10. Maybe I have, I'm prepared, and this is something I do now. I prepare a bag full of like tricks, right? Like things to keep me distracted, reading materials, um, things to watch. Uh, sometimes I'll te- I'll keep a Xanax in my pocket. I'm prescribed Xanax and sometimes I won't even take it. But knowing that I have it there in my pocket means that I have something to do when I'm at a 10. Right. You know? Um, so I think those are the discomfort for many people will never go away. Mm-hmm. But if you prepare yourself for those instances um, and then also really being attuned to where you feel that anxiety. Mm-hmm. For me, it comes up in my chest and I'm like short of breath. For other people, it's like a pain in the stomach. For other people, it's even more debilitating than that. Yeah. But but knowing, like, this is what I'm going to experience. I've experienced it before. This is how I've coped. And... It'll be OK. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think are some some key ways to move through that. For
1: sure. And and even piggybacking off of what you just said about um, knowing how you're going to feel and kind of preparing. Like mm-hmm. re- I've always told people that one of the things that I try to do is research. I try to oh, do yeah. as much research as possible, like to say, OK, mm-hmm. now I know that there's a chance that this might happen to me. Let me kind of put myself in the mindset of not feeling you know, not taking it personally, um, not, you know what I mean? Because it's like at the end of the day, those people don't know you, you know? So you mentioned people putting like monkeys and things like that, which is like. Oh, yeah.
4: And, you know, it it got me so angry, I have to say. I Mm -hmm. was like ready to blow up on that Facebook. And then I said to myself, one, I'm still in Bali, like I'm on vacation. Right. Two, this is this is ignorance. Mm -hmm. And it's not my role to educate them Um, but it's, you know, it's something that I have to be aware of. Racism does exist. Um, also there's this, this othering when things are different from you, you feel uncomfortable and you express it in this way. Um, but I think like you said, research and being, you know, preparing yourself for this might happen. Um, you know, I've also, I, on the other hand of things, I, I've lived in Korea for a little while and I found that people were always trying to touch my hair and ask me questions to speak in English. But in those cases, it was not it was not malicious, yeah. right? It was a genuine interest and lack of knowledge. And so I got into conversations that then became really fruitful for me where I was able to ask, well, like, why do you do this like this? And they were able to ask why, why do you do this like that? Right. And so it was, um, it was respectful, um, But curiosity.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Curiosity for sure. And I think it's also very comforting to know that like even you as someone who has a degree in mental health counseling and helps people still sometimes, you know, goes through like you just mentioned on the plane, you know, feeling like oh my gosh, this is the day, you know? Yeah. I mean,
4: listen, there's no one, maybe just Oprah, right? (laughs) There's no one out there who has it all together all the time, who even takes their own advice all the time or who even is able to use, like there's the intellectual side of us that may know something, but then there's the the feeling side of this that's real and, and there's, you know, how we're triggered. So it's really just about being aware of that. Um, and I, I never claim to be an expert on myself or anybody else. I just, I'm continuously learning. And um, when I figure out a tool, I, I try to share it.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're also a, a big time adventurer, correct? Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> as someone who is like not... Uh, seen in this space you know women of color were not often seen in the adventure space Mm -hmm. and people are are shocked when they do see us you know and so Mm -hmm. tell me what that's been like for you and like breaking into that into that space and like thriving what has that been like for you yeah I have
4: to be honest any like wherever I go I'm still always the person like racial my racial identity is really salient for me so I'm always counting I'm like okay there's four of us here Mm -hmm. got it right so that's often the case I go places where I'm the only woman of color I'm among a handful of people of color and I think that um what I also then think to myself is what would it be like if if white people walked up and it was all black people and there was just four of them right? right (laughs) (laughs) but I think for me it's it's um it's it can be uncomfortable but can it all it can also be really exciting because I know that me being there May have the possibility of making it safe for other people mm-hmm. to be there, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times when you go to these uh, you know races and adventure spots that are in um, in the west or in um, not urban environments, I think it's it's another important place where you can like there's sort of like cross cultural connection that's made there mm-hmm. and in my experience, at least in the trail running and hiking space, so far I've met people who are really excited by diversity mm-hmm. and who uh, who Recognize, I'm not going to give that much credit, right? Not like they fully recognize their privilege, but they recognize a lack of diversity in this space, and there's excitement about getting more people into that space. Mm-hmm. All of that being said, it sometimes it really is discouraging. Um, and and I personally like I look to people like Myrna Valerio, who's like an amazing human being, the Myrnavator. Um, yeah, the Myrna <laughs> right? I look and she's just she's she's fearless, but I also know that. Um, then there's folks like uh, Jessamine Stanley, right, who mm-hmm. is also fearless but keeps it real. Like sometimes it's tough and it sucks and you question yourself and you question your body. You question um, if folks really want you there, if they, you know, just be happier, if it was just a bunch of white folks running together. But nonetheless, I, I love this and I feel like I'm doing something that probably wasn't meant for me, mm-hmm. but uh, only because of like racial and structural uh, issue, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Black people should and can do everything, but um, I belong in these spaces, and I'm I'm excited to continue to explore them.
1: Mm-hmm. And then talking about like fitness and and being an athlete uh, and. While traveling, how do you keep your regimen while you're on vacation or while you're, you know?
4: Girl. Oh my God. It is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I'm one of those people who like meal preps for the airport and like (laughs) follows their training plan explicitly. I think it's sort of like, and I've, I've done a lot of traveling while training for something I think it's sort of like... Actually, this reminds me of a a quote from Kevin Plank, who's the CEO of Under Armour, and he says that... uh, Let me see if I can get it right. He says Mm -hmm. that when you have a map and you have the terrain... You always follow the terrain so Mm. all that to say that like a map shows you where things are supposed to be and but then you go to the terrain and it alters from the map like you're not going to say well the map said this right you're going to go with what the terrain dictates and I think that's sort of how I look at my vacation travel um, and staying in shape if I'm like in a country where I can only get access to certain kind of food or it's incredibly hot or it's freezing cold. Like you do what you can. I try, um, I'll modify my workouts. So when I was in Mexico, I wasn't running outside because it was hot even at three o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. I was running on the treadmill. If there was a hill workout, I would just go on the incline. Uh, on my honeymoon. Most recently I was in Arizona. It was also really hot. So I was like, I'm not going to run out here. I'm going to hike. And the level of effort is similar to what the workout would have been. Um, but you know, I run and I work out because I love it. Not because I'm like forcing myself into this box of what I must do. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't go as planned, um, you know, that's that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. You mentioned Myrna Valerio, and are there yeah. any other women out there, women of color, that inspire you that are like, you know, either a mental health ad- activist or um, travel influencers or, you know, uh, fitness influencers, like people, like athletes, people who really inspire you? Yeah, so
4: Myrna for sure, um, Jessamine mm-hmm. Stanley, um, then the uh, Morgan, excuse me, Morgan. I forget her last name because I'm on the spot. But yeah. um, the two women who are uh, the founders of Girl Trek. Yes, because yeah, they're just incredible. The way that they've they have they have merged um, the personal and the political in their you know movement. Because um, I think that I'm I'm most inspired by folks who are unapologetic and creating. Say, like creating the space and saying we belong here. Yes. Um, so yeah, those are my favorites.
1: <laughs> what, and, and this is the last thing, what, what advice, just overall advice would you give for women of color going into a space that is not often occupied by us?
4: I would say, and this sounds really simplistic, but just, like, go for it. Because I think that you can, when something is uncomfortable, new, different, you can plan and strategize your way out of doing it, right? You You can think about all the obstacles, all the things that you don't know, all the ways that you'll be unprepared. But by virtue of starting, things work themselves out. Mm -hmm. Like when I started training for this marathon, I had never, I didn't even know whether you could like use the bathroom during a marathon. Did you eat during the marathon? What did you wear? Like there were so many things that could have prevented me on top of not seeing a lot of women of color participate. But I I sort of had this faith and I don't know where it came from. I guess I was just at the lowest of lows that Mm -hmm. it, it, it will get better and it will make sense. So I think... Uh, As women in general, we have a tendency to want to be planners and um, know exactly what what we're up against. But you just sort of have to dive in and trust that uh, it will it will work itself out
1: yes thank you so much you're so inspiring can you please uh tell our listeners where to find you on social media and um how to connect with you i would love to for them to be able to connect with harlem run we have a ton of listeners in new york um yeah Okay, sure. Yeah. So
4: my website is alisonm, as in Mary, com, And that's also all of my personal hand- handles. So alisonmdesir on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and then harlemrun.com. And we are Harlem Run on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So please shoot me a note, uh, engage with me on social, come out to a run. I love meeting folks and I'm thankful for this opportunity to be on this podcast.
1: Oh man, and also everybody should listen to your podcast, oh, Find, yes, find yes. Meaning on the Run. <laughs>
4: yes, so um, season two I'm recording right now, um, Find Meaning on the Run. I really, the goal is uh, to create a podcast that I would have wanted to listen to or needed to listen to five years ago. So speaking with folks who are incredible but who also struggle and they sort of break down demystify what their lives are like and and what what they deal with so that's fine meaning on the run on itunes and everywhere else
1: nice and we also will post a link to the podcast and all of your websites and socials and your in the harlem run as well on our podcast page and our soundcloud awesome thanks girls. thank you Bye-bye. Bye bye. bye Come on in, Jordan. Cute outfit. Hey, little shorts. Ooh, hey, shoes. Those are cute. Target. Really? Heck yeah. So right now we have the beautiful Jordan Dinwiddie from The Thick. She's with us. Say hi, Jordan.
0: Hey, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: y'all. She's going to um, tell us her top ten ways to stay fresh and feeling good while traveling. Um, first, you want to tell us a little bit about The Thick?
0: Yeah, sure. So The Thick is a... Lifestyle site and uh, Instagram. You can find us online at thethicc.com, And our Instagram's called thethickgram, T-H-E-T-H-I-C-C, gram, uh, mm-hmm. where we uh, talk about mental health, skin care. Uh, we've talked about therapy, beauty. beauty, makeup, travel, hence why I'm here. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> all through kind of the lens of not being a straight-sized white woman uh, in the world of lifestyle blogging. So it's for those girls who are kind of between size two plus size because, yeah, we also do stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So, for for
1: normal people. For normal people, yeah. Let's get some of these uh, top ten tips. I'm actually curious. Okay,
0: so the first one is only bring essentials. Like, do not, especially around... Skincare, this is really going to focus mainly around your skin because that's the thing that really takes the brunt of traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the big thing is only bring essentials, bring what works. Do not try something new. Be like, oh, yeah, this is cute. I'm going to try this new thing while I'm going on vacation because it will not end well. Probably, yeah. Because your skin has to get used to whatever you're putting, mm-hmm. putting on it. So stick to your... Routine, only bring the essentials. So that's the first thing.
1: That's a really good point. My aunt used a microdermabrasion cream oh no. before because she thought it was like a face mask. And oh she like no. wore it and like went to um, the DR actually oh. and got, yeah and was very disappointed in herself. But go ahead. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> she looked crazy. She was so red.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was real red. Okay. Um, and you know she's vain, so. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the next one is keep your faves in your carry-on. Yes. Because if anything goes left, TSA feels like they, you know, they want to go shopping in your suitcase. <laughs> You'll have what you need, and you won't get got. That's as simple as that.
1: <laughs> shopping in somebody else's suitcase is a good deal, though. <laughs> it is. You <laughs> get some
0: good deals. You can also <laughs> land in jail. Look at Orange Is the New Black. That's true. <laughs> um, then the next thing, sunscreen, y'all. Sunscreen. Yeah. I don't want to hear that about black people don't oh, burn because we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to hear
1: that. Every time I hear a black person say, oh, I didn't, I don't think I need it. I'm like,
0: oh, it makes me so mad. I get physically angry. All I want to say is better safe than skin cancer. Okay? Right.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've
0: learned the hard
2: way. I was such a proponent. My mom also was such a proponent. Like... You're you're brown, honey. You don't need sunscreen. Oh, no. And then I got burned sunscreen. in Michigan, out of all places. <laughs> <laughs> and I no. was like, wow, this is a whole new low for oh. me. Sunscreen. Everybody, UV rays are, do not
0: discriminate. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Okay. Everyone needs it. Um, but the other big thing is always make it make it a part of your routine. Like do like mm-hmm. sunscreen, moisturizer, mm-hmm. makeup. Like make sure that it's there. Uh, and don't go crazy. Anything above. SPF 35 doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> you know, so really good ones that I like are the Glossier one, because mm. it goes on really sheer, doesn't leave, oh, like, yeah. all of the, Ooh. all the like, you know, you keep lathering it in, hoping that, like, you know, all of it goes away eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a really cheap one is Neutrogena at your local Rite Aid. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Pack-A-Scent. So I'm all about, I hate buying stuff. That's a lie, but I hate buying <laughs> buying stuff a lot. So what I do is You don't like to spend money. I, I get I do, but not a lot. But I do <laughs> like to do a lot. It's a, I am a complicated human being. <laughs> though. Um so I will always say to pack your favorite uh fragrances with you. Yeah. But don't buy them. Go to Sephora. Yes. Pick a couple bottles of what you like. Mm-hmm. And they and they have to make you samples. Yeah, like, they can't say no. They can't say no. Unless you come with like a hundred. <laughs> I just told them myself. But, uh, shouts out to everybody at Sephora. I am a VIB woo woo. Trying to get to rouge, y'all help me out. Um, so I would definitely say just, just pack mad samples. Mm-hmm. And then just put it 'Cause that saves space as well for yeah. When you traveling, the, the
1: roller balls they have there are good too. Mm-hmm, but you gotta buy them. Yeah, they're twenty-four <laughs> bucks or so. So yeah, if you can't get the sample, get the roller ball. If you can
2: splurge, get the (laughs) rollerball. Yeah, okay. Yes,
0: that's fair. We're balling
2: on a budget here. Yeah, like,
0: the thick is also about budgets, girl, because listen, we all broke. (laughs) In some way or another, we are all broke. Even rich people be broke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Talking about they got to maintain a lifestyle. Um, (laughs) The next tip I have is hydrate right after your flight. Like, you've been so high up. In the air, you're in this little box, essentially for like metal depending, cannon. Yeah, listen, metal cannon. Listen, <laughs> like sardines, if you you know mm-hmm. flying Southwest. <laughs> so what I would say is, whether it's as simple as these um, Evian mist sprays mm-hmm. that aren't as as expensive as you would think, because it's Evian or whatever, mm-hmm. but you can buy a pack of five for twenty five dollars, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just little. Spray mist. So you just spritz, spritz. When you get off the flight, and you'll you'll feel less like a schlub. Uh, And then if you want to splurge, uh, there is this brand called Drunk Elephant, and they have a marula facial oil, if you want to put that on, like, right after a flight. And that will really help your skin really adjust to just being in a sardine can for (laughs) six hours if you're flying from Portland to (laughs) New York City. Um, (laughs) Another big one I have is pack. Face masks. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they save space. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they can save space and they're fun. And, you know, they have the new ones. that have, like, Pikachu on them. Mm-hmm. And you can just be like, Pika, Pika. I don't know. That's my favorite thing
1: to see, though, when people have full-on face masks on, like, a plane. Oh, you like, sitting next to mine and
0: they're just like
1: like leather face from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> just like face? covered in a face mask or like a full on like clay mask.
0: Oh my God. Just laying next to you. And them I don't I, them I don't know if I wanna smack them in the back of their head so that they're like the so their face is like so they leave an imprint on the T V screen. Or to just be like, maybe they are living their life right. Not right. the one who's living wrong. And I'm doing it wrong. Right. In a middle seat just with a full on face mask and a fan. A personal fan. fan. A personal fan. The ones that plug into the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and their pug that's, you know, that they bought a whole seat for as right, well.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Um, and then I have one more, and this is for, well, I travel a lot for work, and I'm in these really nice hotels that feel very strange and clinical? clinical. Clinical. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and sometimes I'm there for, like, just weeks on end. it would be, like, 85 days, and I've watched every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that's on E. Oh my gosh. Um and how you can run out of those? You can. <laughs> how many seasons is it now? There's like 15. It's ridiculous. No. The last one was a big deal cuz it was season 10. Was oh, thanks. Like, oh my gosh. It's weird. Um pack a candle oh. so that it'll help your space feel more like home if you're going nice. to be there for like a while. So I always pack one candle. Um this That's one, a great tip. Uh this one I have this one I have currently that I'm burning uh, I got it at Wish in Atlanta, so I don't know the name of the brand, but I know that mm-hmm. they were very nice there, uh, and the, and it's uh, bergamot and amber is mm. the scent, and it's really great um, if you're really into like just like relaxing, but you don't like you don't like the vanillas or the. Um, I don't know get, you know
1: yeah the standard candle smells yeah mm-hmm. clean linen
0: clean linen oh, <laughs> actually I am a fan of the clean linen I do linen. like clean candle, linen. Yeah. candles I but, do too but like the cinnamon that makes you kind of choke when you smell it yeah um, <laughs> Amazon has
2: some really good ones I bought one I don't remember yes, what do. the scent is but it was like only $8 and it was like mm-hmm. 50 hours of burn time yep it was hours. a damn good candle mm-hmm. that's it was nice worth every penny at first I thought you were going to say burn the candle on the plane and I
1: was like you really <laughs> trying to make your own space <laughs> you need to start flying private <laughs> just be like <laughs> just like a candle on your little like thing and you know? a
0: blanket that's hanging on one side right? another blanket that's on the other side you got side. a
1: curtain you got a face mask Mm-mm. on a pug Mm-mm. you have a lot of things going on I'm just <laughs> like, saying
0: <laughs> I live in luxury yeah. in my head <laughs> thank it's you the so much called the law of much. attraction
1: thank y'all for having
0: yeah, me yeah thank you Yeah.
1: And, and do you want people to follow you
0: oh yes you can follow me Uh, My Twitter is Jordan Said So. I say a lot of trash things on there. (laughs) She's very funny and really awesome to follow. Um, And then on Instagram, it's Jordan Renee, J-O-R-D-A-N the right way, uh, R-E-N-E-E. Sorry for all my Jordans out there that spell it with a Y, but that's not the Who right spells way. Jordan say, with a Y? What is the wrong way? And then you said that, and I was what like, I don't the people? I know quite a few women. Jordan no, with a Y. Mm-mm. Y Y N. No shade to y'all. It's not y'all's fault. Just, <laughs> just not spelled the right way. No, so follow me on. Jordan Setso is my Twitter. Jordan Renee is my Instagram. And then The Thick uh, on Twitter. Twitter is T-H-E underscore T-H-I-C-C, where we basically just make a lot of memes. <laughs> uh, Shouts out to the City Girls, period. I did one about them nice. uh, last week. Free uh, JT till she's free. Right, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, follow The Thick on Instagram again. It's called The Thick gram and uh, thethick.com for all your beauty, uh, beauty, skincare. Beauty Lifestyle, body body needs, and body-oddy. yeah. <laughs> sub, subscribe to the newsletter. We are in your inbox every week on every, Thursdays. We actually have yep. our swim issue dropping this week. So. And they yeah. have
1: beautiful photography, so mm-hmm. definitely, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. And that's going to wrap up our show. Um, I want to thank Jordan from The Thick, and I also want to thank Allison Mariella Desir, and thank Rebecca and Becca for always being mm-hmm. here and never letting me down, r <laughs> And follow us at OnSheGoes.com and also at OnSheGoes Everywhere. Bye. Bye. Bye.